This episode of Monocycle is brought to you by Smilf, a new comedy series from Showtime. Smilf is about a 20-something single mom from South Boston navigating dating, sex, career, and motherhood. Check it out. It's based on a Sundance-winning short film, and every episode is directed by a woman. It's also loosely based on the life of the series creator, Frankie Shaw. Art imitates life once again. Smilf is now streaming on Showtime, but if you go to Showtime.com and enter the code MANREPELLER, you get two weeks free. That's free. F-R-E-E. The offer is available through December 1st. And now for Monocycle. Hey, welcome back to Monocycle, now Bicycle, a podcast by Man Repeller hosted by me, Leandra Medine. This week we're speaking with Bozma St. John, the new chief brand officer at Uber. We're going to get into a little bit about her job, defining success, managing grief, and all of the fun, mushy things you know I love to talk about. Without further ado, here we go. Oh, man, that is so dope. How do you How many do you have? I have one. You have have one. one daughter, yeah. That is so exciting. I'm very excited. It's been a, a trip to get here. Really? Yeah. Like Why? Three years of trying. Really? Two failed IVF transfers. Yes. A pregnancy that, a, a very desired natural pregnancy yes. that that resulted in termination because oh. the embryo wasn't growing properly. Right. We're about to we're about to have a real conversation because <laughs> I so my very first pregnancy, I um, had to deliver at six and a half months, almost mm-hmm. seven months um, because I I had like an undiagnosed preeclampsia. Oh, shit. that I didn't you know, I just didn't re- I didn't know. I didn't know any better. You know what I mean? Like nobody talked about this stuff. Yeah. You know, like I was like, oh, I'm getting swollen. But people were like, oh, that's just a part of it. And I'm like, wait, I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> because You're like, no, but this is this, really small. Yeah, I'm like, but I don't, don't feel fit. good. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this is not good. Um, and it was just like a, you know, such a, a traumatic, obviously, experience. So it was experience. undiagnosed. Undiagnosed uh, until it was too to late. Deliver. I had to deliver. Uh, and then three months after I delivered, I got pregnant with my daughter. Wow. My, my daughter now, yeah. Do you feel like you you had to grieve the first loss? Yes, yes. and I grieved throughout my pregnancy right. with my second daughter. And you which, must have been very cautious and scared the whole oh, pregnancy. Oh, I was a maniac. I mean, I and I was in therapy. You know, it's like, yeah. you know, because I, I knew at least academically I uh-huh. need to be in therapy, right? Because right. <laughs> I was like, clearly I'm not processing this myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was the combination of, you know, having become what I feel like prepared to be a mom. Yeah. You know, and then like all of a sudden it was like, wait, no, you're not going to be a mom. And I'm like, wait, what do you mean? Like I've been I've this whole like time I've been so excited. I'm like getting ready. No, I'm going to do this. And then getting pregnant almost immediately because, you know, the the old wives tale, right? That like the oven is hot (laughs) girl. Right. And so but I was so obsessed and then I got pregnant and then immediately was like, oh, shit, wait a minute. No, I don't want to be pregnant anymore. I don't think like I don't think I'm ready for this. Right. 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 And then, so all of the emotions of like the fear and grief and. Yeah. Crazy. So. Oof, well, thank God that. You're... Yeah. I almost feel like a tinge of guilt because mm. I was so open about my previous pregnancy and how yeah. difficult it's been to get pregnant. Yeah. And I don't. I still don't know what to say to women who are trying because yeah. I don't I don't yeah. actually feel like I put my grief to sleep. I just mm. feel like I got what I wanted. 
Yes. You know what I mean? What are you saying? That is like... And I, ta- I say this to my mom Look, all the time. I want to write that down. Yeah. Because it's the same thing with my husband. Like, he yeah. broke up with me, and it took me three years to get over him, but I didn't actually get over him. We just got back together and then right. got married, you know? And my mom's like, you get what you want. It's a good thing. And I'm like, yeah. yes, but when yeah. you or dad die, yeah. I can't, like, will you back to life. Yeah, it's like that. So how am I going to deal with that? So how am I going to deal with the grief? But that's a, it's such an interesting thing because... You know, I've I've dealt with with a lot of grief, mm-hmm. and I think you're just like saying something that's like just so touching my spirit because I don't know that we ever there is no getting over. You right. know what I mean? Right. It just doesn't exist. Yeah, maybe that's an important thing to acknowledge yeah, and learn. There's no there's no getting over. Right. You know, like people, are like, oh, you know, time heals all wounds, and you know, all the other like plithy things that people right. say and I'm like no but that's not that's not actually real it's sort of just getting on the same plane yes like existing it's like with you've it. gotta either you elevate up or you elevate down uh-huh. like whatever or you like descend uh-huh but it never goes you just right. operate at a different plane yeah, with whatever that feeling point. is because people assume that you yeah. get like you, you like, just put it to sleep yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. a book that, that is like it's gonna be gone and it's like that doesn't happen no you know it just becomes a part of how you operate yeah and then it becomes a part of how you know not just how you operate but then what your opinions are and how you know so how does it ever go away then it doesn't right. you know it just becomes part of the fabric which is you know part of the reason i'm so well i'm i'm very open actually about even talking about these things with my daughter mm-hmm. like she she knows right how old is she she's eight yeah but it became just like a, and i'm talking about like talking to her about my first pregnancy mm-hmm. you know where like she knows because i i actually don't want it to become some moment when she's like 16 you know totally when i have to like unload you know and i don't know what that will be like either because yeah. i would have carried it for so long well, <laughs> you yeah. know i don't want it to be some terribly dramatic situation where she fe- you know and who knows what my grief is going to sound like after and he- i think you're exactly that right long. that it becomes part of your fabric mm-hmm. and therefore also informs a lot of who you turn out to be, who yeah. you turn out being. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, absolutely. Perspective always wants me to say that I don't regret any of the bad things that have happened to me. Yeah. I mean, but that's the thing is that like you can't because if you did, then how would you ever move forward? Yeah. But maybe that's also even coming from like a, a pretty privileged position. Like mm. maybe nothing so terrible has ever happened mm. to me that I don't regret I it. I mean, I think what you've been through is pretty fucking terrible. I know, but if I lost my legs, for example, I'm yeah. sure I would regret that. Well, you know what? Maybe like there are, maybe each of us have like a threshold. Yeah. You know, I do actually firmly believe that we're not given more than we can bear. I really mm-hmm. don't, you know, and each of us have a threshold, you know, and so yeah. maybe your threshold could and it, it sounds really crazy maybe saying that but it's like maybe you can withstand yeah. some of these things that have it's happened funny that you say this because when i was going through it i was like for my whole life i have believed that we're only given what we can handle and yeah. now i don't believe it anymore because mm. i feel dead you mm. know girl yes. but that's that's really how i felt like the earth was rejecting me yeah. but not letting yeah. me die yeah you know <laughs> It's like, no, you're going to stay yeah. there in your misery. You, know? you are going to keep moving. Yeah, you're going to keep moving. Mm. But but that's the truth, you know? Right. But that's the thing. In, in the middle, and that's why I love what you said, you know, it's like in the middle of it, when you're at like the epicenter of the grief, um, it does feel like death, yeah. right? It feels like I cannot go on 
anymore. Like, this is it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how I'm going to survive this. But then somehow you do. Yeah. You know? And perhaps that's also part of, like, to you, you know, it's like part of the fabric. It becomes just a part of yes. who you are. But I do believe that. Like, and there's, there's like a sinister nostalgia that you yes. recall the grief with. Yes. I look back and I'm like, that was the realest me. That was the most honest <sighs> version I've ever known of myself. Man. Oh. Right? Yes. Yes, because there's not there's nothing else. I know. You know, hi, there's no pretense. It's just you and your there's guts. No, yes, there's not. It's like it's very primal. It's very primal. You know, yes. there's nothing else for you to do. That's like such a great way to put it. Right. I mean, that's like we're at the very base of everything else has been stripped. Mm-hmm. You know, and all you have is like this terrible weight or grief or. You know, whatever that emo, that rawness. Yeah, that thing. You know, and you know what's interesting too is that I feel like at those moments, um, talking about like being like sort of raw and open, like stripped, was like the moments where I felt um, maybe the extremes. Like I remember very happy moments. You know, in in the like that are really vibrant. Right. You know, um, either like coming right out of it. And then, obviously, the guilt of feeling happy. <laughs> Do you think you know? those moments felt happier because it had been so long? Uh, maybe. Maybe. Sometimes could, I think about be. that also. Some, yeah. Actually, sometimes I think about that and feel like a sociopath. Because I'm like, I went back and forth. There was yeah, a lot yeah, of oscillation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but I think that's a part of it, too, right? It's like finding that balance uh-huh. again, that equilibrium. Maybe finding that plane that you can operate on. You know, yeah. it's like the vibrations are like... It feels really crazy. Bi- oh, yeah. I mean, it's insanity. Because why should we even go through this type of shit? It's like you wake up, you have a cup of coffee, and you're like, I'm good today. I'm good. Yeah, Everything's yeah, yeah. I'm good. I'm totally fine. And then 20 minutes later, you're Girl, like, I'm not leaving. No, I can't do it. <laughs> like, I refuse to do it yeah. today. You know? But that's like, I mean, but the the gift is actually knowing that, like, you actually can operate. Yes. You know? Yeah. Which that you don't you know can, until you're out of you it. You don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't know. And then you look back and you're like, shit, I got on a plane two weeks later and yes. went and did this thing. And Girl. I was able to sit in this meeting and yes. talk to these people. Yes. And I carried myself yes. well. I'm asked yeah. that all the time. You know, about like when, so when my husband passed away, like, oh gosh, was it three months later? I think it was three months later that I accepted. Three months following the birth of your daughter? No, 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 no. Three months after he passed away, I oh. accepted a job, which okay. moved me across the country. Uh-huh. But people ask all the time, like, the you know, how in the hell did you gather yourself to think about, you know, a big decision like that? People think about that for like years, you right. know? And how did you make, but the truth of the matter is that like, yeah, you make the decision out of that rawness. Totally. And when you're an ambitious person, yeah, uh, it's very hard to accept grief yes. and to just stay in it. You know, you, you want to do whatever very, you can to make it go away yes, or to help yourself. To get out of it. Yeah. You know, because it just feels so terrible. I'm so sorry you lost your husband. Oh, thank How you. How long ago was that? Almost four years. Wow. Yeah, December 11th. 2013. Coming up. Yeah. How did he pass? Cancer. Ugh, what kind yeah, of cancer? Yeah, he had Burkitt's lymphoma, which is a rare cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, he was diagnosed and dead in six months. Oh, my God. It was like one of those crazy things where you're just like, you know. And you know what? what what's really like all of it is terrible, but mm-hmm. neither of us were strangers to cancer because both of our mothers uh, battled breast cancer. His mother had a double mastectomy. Do either you know. of you carry the BRCA mutation? No, we don't. I'm a carrier. Are you? Yeah. 
It's a great badge. I mean, <laughs> you know, and that's the thing is that sometimes I'm like, no, that's good to know. You know what I mean? Yes, because knowledge like, is power. Definitely. You know, yes, you can do some mm-hmm. things. But then also it's like, gosh, you know, do we like sometimes I'm burdened with thinking that like, do we know too much? You know, right. about our own circumstances yeah. and therefore do you live less freely? I feel pretty good about knowing that I carry yeah. BRCA. I get screened yeah. four times a year. Nice. And, you know, my doctor said something to me when I found out when I was 24, mm. which was that if you play by the rules, you don't die from breast cancer. Mm. And I've seen that in my family. Mm. Yes. Well, I've seen people die. Yes. At, you caught it too late. Yeah. yeah and yeah, I've yeah. seen people recover. Yeah. yeah. You know, well, so. And that's the thing is that bo- like both of our mothers are living, functioning. Thank God. Exactly. Recovered. No, yeah. you know, no issues. But yeah, I mean, you just, you know, I think that at this stage with all of these cancers and diseases and screenings, you know, it's like if we're able to, unless it's something like, you know, my husband, which there was just nothing to be done. Yeah. You know, it wasn't about catching it too late. There was just nothing to be done. Um, Hopefully, you know, with like some prevention and knowledge, you can Mm -hmm. avoid death right by these types of diseases yes. right it doesn't save you from having for to now you can avoid it. death for now well, you know but it's like at least you can try to manage yeah you know through the disease so versus... how did you how did you grieve and oh, continue gosh. to be strong for your daughter oh, man. you know i had written down one of my questions was how have you developed so much confidence in yourself because mm. in every interview I've read yeah. you it, you're so self-assured and you uh. sound so strongly about your own <laughs> capabilities but I, I yeah. think I know the answer now I think you <laughs> you literally had no choice yeah yeah no I really I really don't feel like I've had a choice you yeah. know I do laugh when I'm asked that question because I don't know that there that I would have any other way to be you mm-hmm. know given the circumstances of my life you know, I guess, I mean, obviously there could have been maybe a choice to hide. Right. But not really, because then you're not living. Yes. You know, so who wants to do that? Mm-hmm. So the only choice really was like to plow forward and went in the face of like people doubting you or not giving you, you know, the benefit of the, you know. Yeah. The, well, I guess the same thing, benefit of the doubt. But you also like could not... have felt bad for yourself. Yeah. But you know what? It's like, I feel like all those things are so defeatist. Mm-hmm. Somebody tagged me in a post on Instagram and it was Diana Ross, like back in the day, wearing this shirt that says, I'm going to win. And I was like, yeah, that's me, <laughs> you know, because I just I feel like sometimes it's not even so much about like proving the haters wrong, mm-hmm. but like knowing that like I'm right, you know, right. So it's not like I'm not, I'm not trying to prove anybody wrong. I just, I just know I'm right. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's like having gone through some of these things, I'm like, oh, no, wait, hold on. So bad things happen. But I survived them, so there's that. And then not only that, like I'm actually like I'm actually contributing. And right. So let me just keep doing that. And if you try to get in my way, I'm just gonna have to like prove that I'm right. Yeah. That's all. That's like the fashion analogy of wearing a calfskin bag that's crocodile on the inside. <laughs> you know, like the luxury is for you and you yes. only. That is hysterical. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow, crocodile on the inside. That's great. <laughs> but that's. That's tough. You you've yeah, encountered two yeah, very yeah, tough things in yeah. the last decade. Yeah. Yeah. How how do you feel like you need to be strong for your daughter? Mm. Well, the thing is I like, it's kind of like remember when our mothers or maybe yours didn't. My mind definitely said like, "Do what I say," you know? Right. And I'm like, "Well, I'd rather just have you do what I do." You know? <sighs> like, watch watch what I'm doing. Uh-huh. And then 
do that or learn from that. Yes. You know, I'm very conscious of the fact that she's watching mm-hmm. all the time. Right. You know, and it's like I can try to say all of like, you know, the give her the great advice and the pep talks and you know we do a lot of that we do we definitely do a lot of talking mm-hmm. but i feel like she's going to remember more about the things that i do mm-hmm. than the things that i say right and so i'm i'm trying to embody that all the time but and so, not just for her i mean for myself quite honestly what does that mean if you had to articulate it like what are those things like standing up for myself mm-hmm. you know in the big ways and the small ways you know like Either in the self-talk, you know, which, you know, the thing, like even the the small things, like standing in the mirror and putting something on. And I'm very conscious of how I react to myself mm-hmm. in the mirror, you know, because most of the time she's sitting there. Speaking <laughs> of putting something on, I know this is going to change the yeah. topic a little bit, but can you describe for the podcast listeners what yes. you're wearing right now? Oh, my God. Um, it's so good. The people, <laughs> sh- they should know. The people should know. Okay, let's see. Okay, describe what I'm wearing. Um, well, I've got some hoops, some earrings, some mm-hmm. hoops that are about maybe the size bigger of my head. My, yes, definitely <laughs> the size of your head. I could, they could be a choker. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, I can't really tilt my head to the side completely because it like the <laughs> earring like stabs keeping me your in the posture cheek. straight. Yeah, that's yeah, good. yeah. Definitely helps with the posture. Um, a metallic leather jacket. I don't know what kind of metallic this is. Bronzy. It's like yeah, it's like silver a, bronzy. It's like a, the intersection of copper and bronze. There you go. Right. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A bodysuit uh-huh. that is maybe peach colored. Yeah. Um, and a very colorful pleated skirt. Oh, with beautiful that, hands yeah, on it. Yeah, with hands. It's great. It's Valentino. I love it so much. That is a beautiful yeah. skirt. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing today. And you've got some blue eyeshadow on. Oh, yes. I have blue eyeshadow and because you've got to add color. And your nails are multiple oh, colors. yes, 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 yes. I know. See, I forget. I forget things because some things are just every day. Like right. my nails are, you know, I didn't put this on today. Yeah. I painted this last week. But yes, they're... I guess that's a hot pink or a sort of a purple, a burgundy, turquoise, a little bit of light pink, some jewels. So fun. Striped. It's just a feast to look at you. <laughs> Have you always had such a centric style? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I de- you know what's funny is uh, I have this. We have a family photo mm-hmm. from when I, I had to be like in third grade or something. And I do remember arguing with my mother about styling myself for the family portrait. And I think I just like wore her down uh, and she gave up. You know what I mean? It was just like, fine, just do whatever you're going to do. Yeah. And I look so horrendous <laughs> in this photo. But at least you chose it. Girl. And I, I, you know, even though I look bad, I remember the feeling. You know what I mean? I remember yeah. that moment of being in the bathroom and like trying to do my hair, uh-huh. you know, and feeling that I just, I mean, I walked out feeling like just I could take over. You know, I, mean? I was going to be the star of this family photo. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know and I mean? I'm sure you were. Oh, I had my hand on my hip. I mean, I looked... I looked awful, but I knew that, like, I felt great. You right. know what I mean? And that, that that has definitely stuck with me. I mean, thank God for my mom who, like, has always allowed me to express myself, you know, in whatever way. Yeah. Which is, like, you know, part, part, of, the, part of the reason. Was that deliberate, do you think? I think so. Because we were always moving, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that she wanted to help instill the fact that, like, you know, you should go out into the world feeling confident and good and right. self-assured regardless of the environment. Mm-hmm. She may not have been so vigilant if we had stayed in the same 
neighborhood or maybe even with people who were just like us all the time. Yeah. She may not have done that. I don't know. You moved a lot until you were 12. Yes. Right? Yeah. Where did you live? Well, um, let's see. We lived in Ghana. Mm -hmm. Well, I was born in Milltown, Connecticut. Moved uh, back to Ghana when I was six months old. Mm -hmm. And so I have no recollection of Connecticut at that time. (laughs) (laughs) And then there was a coup in Ghana. Mm -hmm. And so we moved to Washington, D.C. on uh, political asylum. Then we moved to Orange, California. Uh, Then to Nairobi, Kenya. Back to Ghana. And then to Colorado Springs when I was 12. And how long did you stay in Colorado Springs? Oh, until I graduated from high school. And that's when you went to? I went back to Connecticut. You went back to Connecticut. Yeah. Okay. And then when did you move to New York? Right after college. Yeah. Did you think you were ever going to leave New York? Um, yeah, I thought so. I actually didn't think I was going to stay in New York for as long as I did. I was in New York for like 14 years. And that's, and then after New York is when you went to LA? Yes. Was that for the Apple job? Yes. Yes. Okay. Well, originally for Beats. Right. For Beats Music. Mm -hmm. And then uh, like I literally was signing my HR paperwork and Jimmy Iovine was like, so here's the thing. <laughs> You're coming. Something, something that I didn't tell you before because you went and signed a daggone, you know, non-disclosure. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, what is it? You know. And like I said before, like I was, you know, in a moment of like rediscovery, mm-hmm. you know, and just trying to make a way out of what felt like no way. And so, really, he could have said we were moving to Mars, and I'd been like, all right, cool. When's the next rocket ship? Yeah, you know what I mean. It yeah. was, it was no different to me because I was like, oh, this sounds big and scary. Sure, mm-hmm. let's go do that. Right. You know? And so when he said, we're going to be acquired by Apple and we're all going to figure out what we do next, I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, that sounds like a good idea. Let's just, let's just do it. Let's go. Sure, why not? And do you like being in L.A.? Yes, I love it. I love L.A. Okay. It's like so sunshiny and there's yeah. valet. You know, every time I land in L.A., I think <laughs> I can't believe that I can live like an authentic American life here. Yeah. Because yeah. it feels so tropical. Yes. Well, you know what's funny is I was just saying... Um, riding through New York just now that, you know, I love the holiday time. Like, I love the lights, love mm-hmm. the festivity. Like, I Me love too. all of that, the feeling it's of it. It's beautiful that you still love it, even though yeah your husband's anniversary, the oh. anniversary of his death is around this well, time. Well, you know what's interesting is that it was actually one of our favorite times of year. And so it actually helps me celebrate because, like, he loved it so much. Yeah. I mean, he was the guy who would buy the Santa hat right after Thanksgiving. November 1st. <laughs> And then just wear it the entire, like, and yeah. he had to get multiples because it would just right. become so natty and terrible. Like, yeah, like, like, you had a tree in your house from Halloween. Yes! <laughs> you decorated, full tilt, you know, with pine cones everywhere. Right. I would be over here, like, spritzing, you know, like, <laughs> getting the scent of, like, pumpkin in the air, you right. know? Yeah, oh, totally, 100%. So I just, I, I, that's the only thing about L.A., is that there's not enough of, like, the you know, holiday spirit. I think just because, like, it doesn't get cold. I don't right. know. Things don't change. And so everyone's still doing the same thing they did. Yeah. We did the holidays in L.A. last year, my husband and I. Yeah. And it was pretty nice. We just, like, drank yeah. a lot of cider. I mean, I don't... But there's, like... It's not the same feeling. No, it's not. You it know? was pretty cold. It was raining. It wasn't snowing. Oh, yeah. But it's okay. But see, it felt more like not, the holidays. Right. No. See, I like, I like the holidays in New York. Yeah. I feel like New York, like... You know, the extremes are so good sometimes. Yes, I would agree. Yeah. New York is definitely not a city of moderation. No. Though. So it's either it really not. good or really bad. I'm but telling there's you. no middle of the road. There's no middle of the road, which is what adds to like the excitement and life of it. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's why I love New York for that reason. But I like LA now because I'm just like, oh, well, I can, you know, the, the, um, like the 
texture of the day is always the same. Right. And so I can just build on top of that. Uh-huh. You know, like I could just do whatever and, like, I want. And your daughter gets to hang out outside. Oh my gosh. Which is really nice for time. her too. And she loves the beach. And she loves the water. So Does just... she take a lot of Ubers? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she does. She knows how to call the Uber herself. Uh-huh. So she's over here like, you know, on the app. She was actually the first person I told. That's about so great. My job. Did yeah. you, was she yeah. able to process? Did oh, she recognize? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. She knew what it was. And I, I you know, and I did ask her opinion because I wanted to know like back to the point about like always, you know, I, I want to make sure that I'm doing the things that yes. she also can be proud mm-hmm. of. I asked her what she thought. And what she was, was her like, response? She was like, that's so cool. And I was like, fantastic. Give me that acceptance letter. Let me just sign it now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you know, once I got her stamp of approval, that's really all I needed. Yeah. Yeah. That was really it. Did you have you ever in the trajectory of your career felt self-conscious about the way you look? And the senior positions that you assume? Yes. Yes. So how have you rallied through that? Or have you changed how you look? Um, I really tried in the beginning to mm-hmm. look the part. Because, again, back to pithy things that people so say. Boring. You should dress the part. What is it? Yeah. You should dress, dress for the job you want. Thank you. Or for the what life you want. stupid thing. Like, what this is the life I want. thing to say. Yeah. You know? And what is that? Who is defining mm-hmm. that look? Yeah. Like, who is defining? And by the way, whoever defined it, like, had no style. You know what's so, funny? I'm not here for it. I wanted to be a foreign <laughs> policy reporter for The New Yorker only because I didn't want to give up fashion. You know what? And it felt you too literal. You see what I'm you saying? You know, it felt like too literal like, to who? be an editor at Vogue <laughs> and don't dress like this. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. Like, who defined what the look is? Yeah. And whoever defined it, like, I don't want to be like that person. Right. And so, yeah, I felt I really did try in the beginning. Uh-huh. But I just looked so awful and I felt terrible. But back to third grade, the lessons learned in third grade. Right. right? Which was just like, I need to feel good. It doesn't matter if you think I look awful. Uh-huh. You know, I need to feel great. And yeah. so that's that's what I And so I started infusing little bits of that. And then what what happened quite naturally, and this maybe sounds so... I don't know, like a dumb moment, but like my work got better. I was better. Because, right, you were I happier. I was happier. Yeah, uh-huh. because I felt better. I wasn't stuck in some awful looking thing that did not fit my personality. Yeah. You know, and it's the same thing. Like, you know, people, you know, I, I have questions all the time. People are like, oh, well, you know, what, what should you put on, you know, to feel powerful? And I'm like, and sometimes people think the answer is like, oh, this, you know, a tailored suit or something. And I'm like, if a tailored suit makes you feel powerful, wear that shit. Yeah. If it doesn't, don't. Right, you know I, mean? I know. If like the glitter top makes you feel powerful, wear that. Yeah, you know, like whatever it is that's gonna make you. I know feel it's a very great. subjective question. So People subjective. ask me that all the time too, and I'm like, well, close your eyes, yeah. scan your closet. <laughs> when do you feel like the best version of yourself? And wear by the that. Way, do it in the morning. Yeah, like you wake up and like put whatever you feel like yeah, wear put and that put that on. on you but know? you also have to be in a position where you have the luxury to wear what you want. Well, somewhat, I think so. Maybe outside of like jobs that have uniforms. Yeah, if, if you're you know? like working on the trading floor at Goldman Sachs. Listen, I feel like we are in a revolution. You know, we need to break we, all of these things down. Of it. We are in the eye of it. Yeah. You know, so let's break all of that stuff down. Like mm-hmm. li- literally, unless you're in a job which requires a uniform, then I'm like, why are we still dressing the part? And right. what part is that? Because you know, it's like really it's like why don't we just break all that stuff down? Like uh-huh. well, you know, and by the way, I feel like I'm somewhat of a living embodiment of that you know where i'm just like i don't want to look like a senior executive in silicon valley like what what is that supposed to look like anyway it's like all bird sneakers i guess <laughs> I don't know and who is that who was 
the decider? Yeah. Who decided that that was the look? You know what I mean? Maybe they should look like me. You know what I mean? Like I, maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe that's what it should be. I think be. that's it. But then again, I don't want that either because I'm like, I, I want, I want people to show up the way that they are. Right. <laughs> you know but this mean? is like Jonah Berger wrote an entire book on this called Invisible Influence. I Just mean. like the way that we pick up on each other's cues right. and how those things become the social norms. It really is yes. wild. Yes, it is wild because that's that's the thing is that if you continue to see, you know, this look, right, uh-huh. and you are you know, trying to become this next best version of yourself and trying to achieve it and you're just dead set on looking that way, then you're going to miss out on who you are and what you're contributing, you know? And who knows about, like, what what your unique talent and your unique perspective is going to do to change the way that the industry is, you know? And so if we if we all do that, if, like, we all show up that way, like, how great would that be? What do you attribute this mentality to? Have you always been like this? Um, or thought this way? I think in some degree. Uh-huh. It's probably becoming more crystallized as I get older. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I give zero Fs. Uh-huh. You know? Or or maybe I'm like at two Fs now. You know what I mean? I think by the time I'm 50, like, it will be... I might be into negative oh, numbers. going to be fun. You know, oh, man. You know? And then it's You're like, ready. I, I, oh, I'm, I'm ready. You yeah. know, like two words, red tea <laughs> for it. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I feel like it's it's somewhat been because, like I said, I moved around so much as a kid. There wasn't really a lot of time to imitate. Mm-hmm. You know, you showed up on the first day of school. You don't know what anybody else has got on. You don't know what they are into. You know, you're just showing up as what you are or what you were before you got there. Right. You know, uh, and then having to defend it. You know, because inevitably yeah. there's somebody in the class who's going to be like, "Ugh, look at that. Right. To- and you have definitely. to defend it. And so I think that has just honed over time. How important do you feel like this fiber has been for your uh, professional success? Oh, my God. Key. Cornerstone. Because a big piece of it really is self-talk. Yes. The way that we talk to ourselves. Yes. That's absolutely right. And it sounds like you have a very healthy monologue. Yeah, I think going. so. I mean, I, I really, I mean, listen, I do have moments of doubt. Mm-hmm. They come probably every day. Mm-hmm. But it is about that self-talk. Yeah. You know, the things that, you know, if you encourage yourself, then you're probably going to do it. So you it, discourage yourself, you're not. Is that just learned behavior or have yeah. you always been that way? No, it's learned behavior also, you know, because like I don't, I think it goes back to the feeling of things, you know, like I don't. I don't like who can achieve when you don't feel great, you know, and I've I've actually you know, what I just I think I just realized something else, which is that I don't know that I've ever had a lot of outside verbal encouragement in my professional life. Okay. You know, I didn't I don't I've never had a lot of cheerleaders. And so Mm -hmm. I've always had to cheer myself. Yes. I think which also contributed to this sort of inner voice and this inner encouragement that it's a big muscle now because I didn't have it in the beginning. Right. And then there weren't crowds of people being like, oh, my God, she is the bomb. Right. <laughs> you know? Right. And get and it, girl culture happening. had not yet. No. <laughs> that had not happened. Right. And so a lot of it was like, 
you know, trying to overcome yeah. whatever booing was happening in my professional environments. It's so interesting that you say that because whenever people ask me if I regret anything about my career, my answer is obviously no, because what's the point of regretting? But if I could change yeah. anything, I probably wouldn't have, I probably wouldn't have wanted to succeed so quickly, you know, mm. because being told mm. yes all the time mm. makes the later knows so mm. much more challenging. Mm. Mm. You know, that, that's that been, yeah. like, very, very informative and telling and interesting, interesting. for me. Is like interesting. everything happened so seamlessly for the first, yeah. like, four, five, six, even six years <laughs> that I was in business, you know? And in the yeah. last year, it's, like, getting so real. Yeah, 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 And I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, this like, oh, this is, is what, this is what being about. in business is. Right. But you know what I feel like? Do you feel like it sets you up for not accepting no's? Because if you got a lot of no's um, early, you may have said, oh, okay, then let me try this over here. You know, it makes you more maybe more creative in finding the yes, but maybe you wouldn't. Like, would you, do you feel I like think maybe I would you'd have. accept? Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty bullish and mm. it's, when I want something, I, I go for it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But all the yeses softened me. Yeah. Interesting. I feel that way. Huh. Yeah. And just in the last, like, six or seven months, I feel like I'm getting a little bit harder again. Yeah, yeah. Which is nice. Well, I, mean, I also it. resented my career because I thought it was the reason I couldn't get pregnant. Mm. Yeah. Wow. Being a woman is tough. Yo, it is really tough. In fact, I do, I do blame some of my work on, uh, or the intensity of how I was behaving on not paying attention to my body mm-hmm. early on. Yeah. You know, and for several things that happened to me that... I was like, ah, wait a minute. If I hadn't been so focused, which also adds to the balance I have now. Yeah. You know? What and, were you doing professionally then? Um, I was still in marketing and advertising. I've okay. always been. Mm-hmm. But I was just so driven in a way that was obsessive um, that I couldn't think about anything else. Right. You know, and that I therefore wasn't listening to my body whenever there was anything wrong with it. Mm-hmm. You know, letting things linger too long. Yeah. Um, but that has also been a great lesson for now, you know, because it's not like the pressure has lessened, you know, or the intensity of the work has lessened. It's actually gotten worse. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but it is even more important now that I pay attention when I'm tired or something doesn't feel right in yeah. my body. And I don't I can't put a finger on it. It's not like I have a headache or something, you know, but just something that's not right. And how do you then, you know, this whole, you know, idea about self-care, I think people have like started thinking this about like spa days or something. No, I'm like, it's not that, you know. Right. It's How do you like, define self-care? Well, it's it's the little things, you know. It is that intuition, which is telling me, you know, instead of going to that event, sleep. Yeah, go home. <laughs> you know? Right. Or even, like, in the conversations with people, you know, where it's like, that person is a negative person. They will tell you ain't shit. Don't talk to them. Right. Not today. Maybe tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe yeah. when you can handle it a yes. little bit better. Maybe when you're a little more snippy, right. you can talk to them and tell yeah. them about themselves. But today ain't the day. Today right. you are a little bit too soft around the edges. Uh-huh. It's going to hit in the center and it's going to hurt. So don't do it today. Do you find that that happens frequently at Uber? Um, what do you mean? Like with like me self-talking? That Or like that? <laughs> that per- You cannot talk to that person today. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. I think outside, definitely. Mm-hmm. You know, um, especially in the beginning. You know, when I first joined, because it was right, like right in the center of a lot of craziness happening. And I knew why I wanted to go. 
you know, but I couldn't really articulate it. I think now I can better articulate because I can look back, and even though it's only been six months, yeah. I can look back and say, ah, but, th- you know, now I can tell you exactly why I was doing the things I was doing. But if I'm to- totally honest and transparent, a lot of it was just feeling, mm-hmm. you know, and that's hard to articulate to people. Yes. And so if people are saying like, ah, but why would you do that? And you, don't you think that that says something about you? And, you know, you've always been a champion for us girls. Like, why would you, you know? And it's like, I, ugh, I can't listen to that today. Also, that's the wrong messaging. I was just talking to a friend about yes. this last night. Okay, about... As women, we cannot be running down the boys' drool slide. Girl, you know what I mean? Can Particularly you say for the that young. A little bit louder for the people in the back. Because. <laughs> But seriously, yes. particularly for younger women like your daughter, yes. who, yes. and maybe this isn't true of her, but when you're younger, you're not quite a nuanced thinker yes. yet. No, and therefore, right. you cannot be taught that men suck I mean, and are ruining the world. Well, and that's the thing, because, not, listen, there are lots of women who suck too, by the mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so let's, let's all be 100% honest. Yeah, and but often the thing they make that, our lives harder. And, like, can we just make our environments better? Like, can we challenge... Back to the status yeah. quo, back to how you look, mm-hmm. all of those things that yes. seem superficial, which are not. Mm-hmm. You know, this too. Like, can we change the environments? Like, let's not run from those things. And be proud of the fact that we're women. Yes. I think uh, when you were saying that you weren't listening to your body yeah. in your first pregnancy, yeah. part of that is like trying to be a powerful woman. But in trying to be a powerful woman, what you're doing is emulating yeah. the way a man would act yes. at work. No, that's exactly right. You know? That's exactly right. And not listening to what is unique, not just about being a woman, but being me. Mm-hmm. You know? And to the point that we were talking about earlier with like, well, what's your threshold? You know? Some some people, you know, yeah. can like, Ariana Huffington would kill me for saying this, but some people can operate on less sleep than others. I do right. believe that. Right. <laughs> By I the way, agree. right? Yeah. I think some people can. Mm-hmm. Other people need more. Yeah. You know? And so what's your balance? These you days know? I need like 12 hours. But then you should get 12 hours. You know but what I'm saying? For, yes. For the but most that's part. that's the thing. It's like, you know, all those like columns who say that, you know, the 12 habits of very successful yeah. people. I'm like, throw all of that out. Nobody ever better ever ask me to write anything I like know, that because I just want. Get inside of you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm like, it's really about you. But like, it's also really hard to, is, to like know. get in there and start asking yourself the it important is. questions. But that's the only way to I succeed. Know. I know. Because like you can't look outside you know, for the things that are successful. You can't look at another successful person and say, oh, I'm going to do what they did. That's why I'm like, all of these, like, 12 12 tips. Why are you looking at somebody else's tips? Yeah. Look at your own damn tips. Right. Fix your own tips. Yeah. (laughs) I I agree with you implicitly, but you also have to have a really strong personality and a strong sense of self to be able to know those things. Mm. And the reason I asked about uh, your mother earlier is because my parents are immigrants also. And I feel like... My mom never, she never imposed or imparted any identity on me. Mm. For better or worse, it wasn't deliberate. She wasn't like, I want my daughter to be a strong woman, so I'm not going to impart any expectations (laughs) on her. She just like literally didn't know what she was doing. Right. You know? Oh my God. Like she would sign me up for ballet. I didn't want to go to ballet. She'd be like, okay, don't go to ballet. (laughs) She's like, okay, don't do that. Yeah, who cares? Let's do something else. So I I really got to choose. I really got to craft this identity and decide like, I... I want to rule the world to the extent yeah. that fashion will allow me to. I mean, <laughs> you know? but I love that. I love that. <laughs> it's like I, I don't, I don't know who Anna Winter is, but that feels that yeah, like, sounds that, right. Yes, that's that, cool. Yes, let's move in that direction. Yeah. But that's what I mean, though, is that like there is something about 
that self-talk because I don't believe that anyone else could probably encourage you in the way right. that you can encourage, encourage yourself, yourself. right? Because if somebody everyone. else is encouraging you and you are talking that negative talk to yourself, you're still not going to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like we've all been in that situation where you're like trying to counsel your friend. Yeah. And like, I mean, like you could have written a book with all of the jewels that you drop on the person, yeah. you know, with like all of these beautiful one liners and stuff. And then they go and do some stupid shit anyway. You know what I mean? Totally. Or do whatever they're going to do. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but because that's you can't impart, you know, this outside influence in. You just can't do it. Yeah. You know, some people it, sometimes it's like, you know, it becomes like a, a superficial kind of covering. Right. Where it's like that it's going to wear off anyway. Right. So, you know, the deep stuff needs to be within yourself. That's what comes out, mm-hmm. not something that comes from the outside in. And you're right. I mean, I think it is hard work. You know, nobody's pretending like it's the hardest work. It, it's is, the, it is the, the hardest work you will hardest, do. And it is constant. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you reach some destination and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I'm going to talk positive to myself every day all the time. And it's going to be perfect. Yes. You know, it's like some people have it easier than others because it's True. natural to them True. or they're super, super disciplined and they can just push yeah. themselves at it. Yeah. But everyone is capable of it. I really yes. do believe that. It's like a muscle. Yeah. You know, it is like working out. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, you need to, you know, or planking. I hate planking, but it's like planking. You know, you start out with like the freaking five seconds. Yeah. Before you know it, you're doing two minutes. Uh-huh. You know? That's so I true. can't do two minutes. I'm not. I know, I but can't do also it, but... when you're in the plank, when you're in like the 59th second of a plank Ugh. and you think it's never going to end, to remind yourself <laughs> that like... It's only another minute. Yeah, it's just really. one more it's minute just of your life. That, just one more. It gets right. you going. Yeah, keeps you that's going. What I'm so if we keep doing that, if we keep practicing that positive self-talk yeah. or that encouraging thing or trying to find what are your truths, your tips to success, the things that are making you happy yeah. versus trying to get it from the outside, then I feel like you'll build the muscle that'll be big enough that it will be literally unconquerable. And that's why I can sit here in front of you now and like, you know, say say these things with confidence because it's been built over time. Yeah. You know, I didn't wake up yesterday like that. Do you feel like the employees at Uber are receptive to this mentality? Yeah. Yeah. Because how how many of the employees are women? What's the percentage breakup? Oh, gosh. I don't know exactly. It's small, though. It's like 20, 22, something. I think so. It's like 30% or something. And so do you feel, is the culture kind of bro-y? Do you feel like the men aren't? You know, I really don't. I think people there are really passionate, really good people who want to change the world. They really do. I mean, that might sound so corny, but they really do. And a lot of young people, Mm -hmm. you know, who are excited, who like want the future. That was probably, again, full time. That was like maybe one of the most surprising things to me when I got, I thought it was going to be like, a dungeon like you know you with people like or you know like sort of walking around all downtrodden and stuff yeah and i found that people are really inspired you know and feel like oh okay some bad things happened mm-hmm. let's change that right like, let's not do that like li- the overwhelming majority of people were like no that's not that doesn't represent me i don't know what that is like let's just change that i don't want any part of that what do you feel like are the most challenging parts of the job Six months in. Oh, man. The most challenging parts of the job. Um, Maybe, you know, the most challenging thing is changing, like, the theme that has been written. Mm -hmm. Because it's like even when you try to do the right thing, you know, the theme has already been written. Yeah. And so people interpret it as not the right thing. Yep. You know? It's like you give grants 
and people are like, oh, you're just doing it for PR purposes. And it's like, no, but you see, I mean, but don't we need to get more girls in into tech? No, we don't. Should we not? So we shouldn't give money? I don't understand. Right. Like, what, what is the right thing here? I'm not quite sure. You know? And so it's like that, that has been the hardest thing. Where it's like for me personally, because this is my job, right? Mm-hmm. It's to find the partnerships and create the narrative that changes sort of the perception of the company. And it's just really hard because it's like, oh, no, but we want to do the right thing. So you take the actions to do the right thing and people don't give you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Which, by the way, deserved. But I wish I could change that faster. Right. So that you could get credit for the things that are like, oh, no, but listen, like, really? It's going to change the way that this works because the entire industry needs to change. Do you really feel like it's deserved or like you inherited like a like a mischievous stepson? Oh, yeah. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. That the... It's a deserved reputation uh-huh. because the mischievous stepson did that. Right. And no shade to stepsons because stepsons are awesome. <laughs> yeah, but, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But my point is that, like, there were things that happened that so that the reputation that currently exists, it wasn't like somebody, like, put it on. Right. You know, those things were earned. Yes. <laughs> but and- now it's like, okay, listen, you got to right the ship. Like, mm-hmm. you've got to right all of those wrongs. Uh, and I wish there was something that I could do to say, okay, everybody pause. I just give it a chance. Let's just assume positive intent so that we can show that these things are actually the right thing. And then we'll show you it's the right thing. Right. You know, instead yeah. of being knocked all the time. Is it super fulfilling when, when you see that through? Oh, when you're man. able to see that through? Yeah. I think it'll be because here's the thing. I just, I want to change this. You know, I want to like there's there's with every fiber of my being. I want this to be different. Right. You know, and for my daughter. Yeah. And for yours. You know, that like I want us to never have to run from these situations. You know, I want us to be able to look at something and say, you know, that environment isn't right. And I, as an individual, can go and do something positive and change it. Mm -hmm. And if I can do that, oh, man, I mean, it's like, what can we not do? Right. You know, so yeah, I want to do that like every day. And it you're makes me like, do super it. emotional. Yeah, because like I, re- I really feel it. I'm like I'm doing it for myself, and I'm doing it for my kid. I'm gonna close with a question. You're gonna stab me for asking. Okay, it's fine. You're what, too cute to stab. What advice? Yes. Do you give? Would you give to a young girl who's trying to find her place in the world? And also, I also, I, I actually do also want to ask, yeah. uh, how, what you would say to a grieving woman or Oof, girl? Gosh. Uh that was okay. a big part of this conversation. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll start with the second one first because I actually um, took like this time lapse video this morning uh-huh. of the sunrise because like there's just so much promise in it. You know, it's like it doesn't matter what happened yesterday or not that it doesn't matter. It does matter what happened yesterday. But today is a new day. Yeah. You know, every day is a new day and it's a new chance to change everything. You know, that like we have the power. We actually do. We're not weighed by the things that happened to us before. We really shouldn't be. And so if I can get up this morning and appreciate the sunrise and know that another sunrise will come tomorrow and the day after that and the day after that and the day after that, there are all of these chances, Mm -hmm. you know, to keep living and to keep changing and to keep growing. So that to me is the only way I've been able to also live with grief. Right. Um, It made me the similar advice to like a young person right that like I think sometimes we get so tied down by the mistakes we've made you know you said the wrong thing in a meeting or you know you like didn't get the high five you thought you were going to get after some presentation or 
you know, hell, you got an argument with your boyfriend or your 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 girlfriend, you know, or your best friend. <laughs> yeah. But today is a new day. Mm-hmm. You know, you can write all of those things. You know, that every day is a clean slate. Like, don't be tied down to the things that happened yesterday. And that's yeah. probably the best advice. Commit to the 24 hours in front yes. of you. Yes, yes. Right now, the present. Do that. Yeah. Like, I make like that, that phenomenal. Oh, I could talk to you forever. Oh, I love you so much. Thank I you do. so much. Hey, can I have your for earrings, please? To me. No. <laughs> They're just good. Thanks. Yeah. I like them too. Oh, it was so nice to meet yeah, you. Yeah, thank you really. so much for coming on Monocycle, yes. now Bicycle. I mean, I love it. <laughs> I love the bicycle. Yes. Good job. Yeah. Very, thank very you. proud of you. By the Cheers. Way. Yay. 